Hi, this is The Greatest Story Ever Played. I'm Dan, and today I'm going to be talking about Monument Valley. A description for this game is, In Monument Valley, you will manipulate impossible architecture and guide a silent princess through a stunning, stunningly beautiful world. Monument Valley is a surreal exploration through fantastical architecture and impossible geometry. Guide the silent princess Ida through mysterious monuments, uncovering hidden paths, unfolding optical illusions, and outsmarting the enigmatic crow people. A little background on the game itself is uh, it was developed by us two games who are known for Monument Valley 2, uh, Whale Trail, and then um, a slew of other games uh, that I have not played, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, another piece of background is Ken Wong left us two games after creating Monument Valley and went and left and started the studio called Mountains, who is known for making the game Florence, which I covered on the podcast about a year ago. Highly recommend Florence. I would say good decision uh, on their part, on Ken's part to start a new studio because Florence is super cool. And uh, Monument Valley was plenty cool as well, so uh, definitely a creative person to keep an eye on, I feel like. Last kind of background thing is uh, just kind of a fun piece of trivia I found out while researching the episode, which is Monument Valley actually appears in an episode of House of Cards. Um, I guess that it was maybe showed up on the background or something in it. I haven't watched House of Cards, but I thought that was pretty cool just that this game showed up in there. That's uh, pretty neat. Cool. All right. Well, with that, I will get into kind of the review recap section. I I guess for that matter, um, I guess this is a little less traditional than some games uh, that we recap uh, because it's a puzzle game. So the game consists of 10 chapters of uh, puzzles. Uh, each chapter has a variety of puzzles you'll do on it before it will kind of send you to the next one. And as mentioned in the description, you play as Ida um, and she's doing these puzzles and periodically you will get some text uh, that will show up that will say a little bit. So the first few chapters are basically just getting you sort of used to the game, various puzzles that uh, involve manipulating the environment. So it might be like you have one piece that can move that's shaped like an L and you could like turn it and use that to get over to the other side where you can press a button that will cause something else to happen and, and so on. That is largely what a lot of the puzzles kind of uh, are like. And then as you play through the game, they get more complicated. But after the first few chapters, Ida encounters an oracle. And the oracle tells you about how Ida stole from Monument Valley and asks, why have you returned? You stole from us in the past kind of thing. And so you sort of get this mysterious, okay, what's going on here? Who's Ida? Who are these people? Why are these puzzles happening? Also, the puzzles by and large are... Uh, at this point, fairly straightforward. You know, you go right to left, maybe up to down on a ladder, thing, things like that. They're pretty basic, and you can solve them. Me, as someone who's not actually very good at puzzles or puzzle games, in the beginning, it's real easy, and I was handling myself pretty well. 
uh, which was nice. <laughs> then a little after this, you get introduced as crows as obstacles. What the crows will do is at first they will, when they're first introduced, they're like sitting on uh, a pillar or on a ledge or things like that. So they may make noise at you or may actually physically be blocking your path. So you want to go left, but there's a crow there, so you can't go that way. So you have to find another way to move around. Uh, after this, they kind of build on this and the crows are marching. So it might be like crow marches uh, four paces to the right, turns around and then marches six paces to the left or whatever. And so you have to kind of time it to be able to get where you want to go. Uh, so complicating it a little further, for a little while you end up teaming up with a pillar for puzzles, which is pretty fun. So it's, it's like the straight piece in Tetris. It's just like a, a line that's, I don't know, four blocks long essentially. And you end up kind of working with it through a puzzle. So, uh, you know, you, you go on it and it moves you to an area, then you get it to turn sideways, and then you walk on it to go across a different way. Things like that. And it, it's kind of fun. You have this sort of moment where you're like, ooh, I have a buddy uh, who's doing these puzzles with me. And you do them until you finish kind of this level. And then you just jump off onto... Uh, off the edge of the castle, I guess, and um, onto like a raft essentially to float away and the pillar tries to jump after you and it just sinks, which um, <laughs> felt bad. I was like, oh man, I feel bad for you, pillar. <laughs> I don't know if pillars can drown, but it felt that way, um, which uh, wasn't the coolest. Yeah, it, it, it's gone. After this, you end up meeting up with the Oracle again, who says, uh, you stole the sacred geometry that are that those who stole the sacred geometry are now forced to walk mindlessly that they are turned into the birds so all these birds you've been seeing are apparently people who stole the sacred geometry before and i guess were unsuccessful they got caught and so the oracles turned them into these birds that you know either walk in the way or sit in the way they're 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 just existing kind of thing um and so th that's pretty interesting. So may I don't know, maybe you're the only one who's actually stolen the sacred geometry and got away. I'm not sure. Why are you back? It's it's, it's pretty, uh, kind of throws an interesting wonder into this. Your next kind of big puzzle is this uh, music box style puzzle uh, where you end up turning on four lights. It's pretty cool, 100% worth seeing, like, uh, if you haven't played this game, I would still look this puzzle up um, because it's pretty cool. It's um, it's almost like those music boxes that you'd have like the little key on and you turn it and it would make kind of music like that. Um, but it's interesting because as you move across it, it's almost, um, it's got like four width shapes within itself. It's, it's really... Uh, Interesting. I don't know how this is designed. Um, like, I, I don't understand how that works. But however it does, it's really fucking smart. I don't know how how this exactly works. But I thought it was very cool. You end up turning on these colored lights, and that kind of passes you through the level. After this, uh, you end up finding a structure. You end up at a structure that's surrounded by water, uh, sort of like the top of Bioshock, uh, the... 
like one light tower and then there's like a city beneath it. You you end up on something that sort of looks like that at first, except instead, as you walk down like towards uh, the stairs, the water starts to recede and it reveals a little bit more of the structure. And then you can keep going down and it reveals more of the structure. And sometimes there's little misnomers, like you see a staircase that goes to nowhere, but then there's actually a ladder over to the other side and you go down the ladder instead or, you know, things like that. So that's pretty interesting. Then you have uh, a puzzle with a cube with shifting angles. Um, so as you're like walking on the cube, you have to kind of shift the cube to make different, I don't know, lanes connect, so to speak, to keep going. And then um, after you complete the final puzzle, Ida's standing alone on a cube, and then all the crows fly. Uh, or all the crows show up, they all walk over. And then uh, a cloud comes above you and a beam goes down and it turns one of the crows into a red bird and it flies up into the air. Then uh, the beam starts shooting down more, or the clouds start shooting down more and more beams and all the birds, all the crows are turned into different colors, blue and green and yellow and so on. And they all fly up into the air. They're all in the air above you, and you're just standing where you are. And then a crown comes down. It lands on your head. Then you turn into a white bird, and then you fly up, and then you and all of the birds fly away. Game over. Okay, uh, so moving to general thoughts I have on this game. Uh, one is it reminded me a lot of Journey. I can only imagine that was a major influence for them. Uh, the character actually looks pretty similar. Um, this game is much smaller, so it does look different, but uh, it, it, it the character looks similar. Ida reminded me a lot of the main character in Journey, uh, how they looked. Also, the game has a very similar feel. Aesthetically, it looks similar, the music. Uh, it, it, it's all kind of that that spot. I think if someone likes Journey, they probably like Monument Valley and vice versa. It would be, I think, kind of strange if someone really enjoyed one but did not enjoy the other. Uh, but it, it's cool. Uh, and I, I enjoyed that. It was nice to kind of get a feel of something like this. I thought that the uh, design of how the structures changed to cause new puzzles was amazing. It looked really good and was also really clever. There were, there were so many things where it's like, oh, you can't go that way, but then you'd shift uh, what the screen looked like and then there would be a path and, and, and different things like that. So it really played with your environment, made you move the environment to do things. Really, really interesting. And unfortunately, I don't think I do it quite justice just talking about it. I think instead you should play it. Um, I think with this too, it's a very low uh, cost, I would say, to playing it. I think the game's an hour to an hour and a half, so it's pretty short. And I'm pretty sure I bought it for a few dollars on my phone, maybe like three bucks or something like that. Uh, super cheap. Um, so I, I, yeah, I feel like with that in mind, definitely. Uh, pick it up. I think that it's a worthwhile experience. And also, um, 
I have an old Android, so it's not like you have to have a new or nice phone or anything like that. It's like I don't have anything crazy. So you would almost certainly be able to play this on your phone. And then uh, last thing is most of the puzzles were pretty easy, which was a big plus for me. Near the end of the game, it got harder, and I definitely used a walkthrough near the end because I couldn't figure it out. But probably like the first half of the game, I was figuring out the puzzles pretty easily on my own. and Or if they were a little harder, I could still figure it out. And uh, that was really nice for me. I, I mentioned it earlier, but I'm not a guy who likes puzzles. I'm not a puzzle game kind of person. I'm not typically good at puzzles and don't think that way uh, naturally or whatever. And so I don't tend to like them or do well at them. And so this was pretty refreshing to get to enjoy puzzles and and just how it worked. I, I, mean, I, I thought that it was just so smart in how all of this went and that designing this probably took a lot of thought and uh, pulling it off as like, I don't know, top tier kind of moved to me. Uh, pretty impressive for sure. Yeah, that, that's, that's sort of my thoughts. Lastly, uh, have a little bit of listener feedback to wrap us up. Uh, first is from Pogo on Twitter who says, uh, the game is awesome. Monument Valley 2 is even better. Those nice folks gave it away for free during quarantine. So that's pretty cool, I guess, early in quarantine. Uh, Monument Valley 2 was free. I missed that, so uh, that's too bad. Uh, but uh, hearing Monument Valley 2 is even better, uh, definitely going to put that on my wish list. I uh, would like to pick that up. I thought that this game was plenty enjoyable, and uh, you know, if it's improved upon, even better. That sounds fantastic. Uh, next up, we've got Some Knights on Twitter who says, I don't like playing uh, games on my phone, but when I bought this some years ago, I enjoyed it so much. Totally agree. I'm not a huge uh, playing games on my phone kind of person. I much prefer uh, my console, uh, whether PS4 or Switch, either one. Um, I, I really prefer those to my phone, but we'll play phone games occasionally, and uh, this, of course, being one of them, and... Yeah, I had a really good time with it on my phone. I think, too, just being uh, a phone game, it was cheap, um, as I remember. It. I, don't, I think it was $3 or $2, something like that. I don't think it was more than 5 um, And so, that, I mean, that's cool. Super worthwhile uh, in that regard, for sure. And then, uh, lastly, from uh, I have Tales from Waystone on Twitter. says... I love that game to pieces. It makes my little UI slash UX designer heart sing. I believe it. I can only imagine how much someone working in user interface uh, would love this game. And yeah, it's it's truly incredible pulling this off. I, I wish I knew more about the technicality of games so I could appreciate it more specifically. Uh, but totally cool. Really, really enjoyable. Uh, really pulled that off. Cool. And that is what I've got for Monument Valley. Uh, if you have other thoughts on the game, I'd love to hear them. Send them my way. Uh, you can do that on Twitter at StoryEverPod. Uh, I'd love to engage there. Um, also, our website is thegreateststoryeverplayed.com. There you'd have access to old episodes we've done, uh, like Florence, 
I mentioned off top. Also, uh, I did do an episode on Journey about two years ago, so that's available too. Um, and a whole bunch of other stuff, but if you want to check that out, it's very much there. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, you can do that on patreon.com slash the greatest story ever played. And for as little as a dollar per month, uh, that will get you access to our Patreon uh, page, which gives, um, we do monthly episodes for our supporters. Uh, It's a topical bonus episode, so we talk about things like our favorite Pokemon, uh, we rank the Life is Strange episodes, different things like that. Uh, So if that sounds interesting to you, check that out. If you'd like to support the podcast uh, another way, something that would be super helpful, is to rate and review us on Podchaser or Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. If you could leave a review... Uh, that would mean a lot, uh, just helping get the podcast in front of more people, share it with your friends, whatever. Um, really, we want to just be able to enjoy games together with more people who want to enjoy games. Uh, I, I think that's really cool. I love being able to read feedback from people and interact with people and all of that. Um, so, yeah, love if you would like to help us share that with people. And, uh, yeah, that is the episode, so uh, we'll see you next time. 